Hey guys, this is Love and Meets with Twinkle Stanley. We are loving her relatable content. It's not just her scam pranks. She is a voice for young Asian women in the workplace. She's posting short videos, but they're so relatable. They're driving attention, driving shares, and she is skyrocketing. These were 20 minutes of my life spent where I completely related to someone that I have just met. How often does that happen? Statistically, I don't know, but watch the interview to get your daily dose of just bonding, relatability, and and entertainment. Welcome back to the Love and Dubai show. Our guest today has got her own back on scam callers, which we love with a viral video that's racked up 14 million views. Not just that, she's open about her journey to finding confidence and she's fast becoming a voice for Asian women in the workplace. A massive welcome to the show, Twinkle Stanley. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. We're very excited to, to have you, Twinkle. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So, you scammed the scammers. Yes. <laughs> Our own back. Finally, someone. <laughs> Yeah, I did. We needed you. We <laughs> needed a brave face to get these scammers back. How did that come about? Um, so actually a week before that, I had another scam call, mm-hmm. and which I recorded. I'm like waiting to post it. But, um, and in that call, I had the scammer tell me, he started calling me a criminal because I wasn't giving my Emirates ID information. So he was like, you are a criminal. There's something wrong with you. And then he just hung up. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to start recording this and mm-hmm. I'll just keep it. So I recorded on my Mac, on my laptop, and I just kept it. And I had this footage for like, I think, three months. And just recently, I, I was cleaning my laptop, and then I found it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to post the video. The entire call was about four minutes. But I posted just the last 20 seconds, and for some reason, people all over the bike could relate, because we get these calls very often. Yeah, so. we do. So the video just blew up and and yeah, a lot of uh, like Love in Dubai and a lot of other news outlets covered it as well. But like there's 10 million people here or there in this country. 14 yeah. million people I've watched a couple of times have watched, it, have watched <laughs> yes. it. Like are you getting messages from people? What type of response are you getting from the video? From that video specifically, I, I get a lot of DMs where people congratulate me. But the thing is, I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's just like we all face it. It's just because now it's a funny video. People yeah, think I'm doing something, but... It's just me responding. I feel like everyone responds the same way, but I just happen to have filmed it. That's it. But all the responses have been very positive. Uh, people find me funny, which is great. You are. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yes. So they find me funny, and uh, and yeah, I've got. Uh, I think that video itself helped me gain about eighty thousand followers on Instagram. So I'm waiting for scam calls now. Let me tell you that. Just like recording yourself 24-7 looking at your phone waiting for the time to come. I know. The thing is, I hate actually picking up random numbers. But now I like I pick it up and then I have my like I have it recorded. So, yeah. But speaking of getting 80,000 for that one video, yeah. uh, ITP reported you went from 6,500 to 50K followers. So this yeah. isn't just kind of like one ad hoc video. You're creating a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that journey. So I started with, um, it was just a random video that I posted on my Instagram. So way before I started posting on Reels, I used to talk a lot on my IG stories. And I would have a lot of people come and tell me to stop doing that. <laughs> like they would tell me on my face, I'm skipping your, all your stories. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start making Reels so that people can like, sw- like scroll through instead of tapping. So that was my whole idea of starting to post Reels. But funnily, the very first video that I posted, it went viral. So I went from 6,500 to I think... 10,000 in about two to three days. And my family got me a cake and, you know, mm-hmm. to celebrate that I'm uh, an influencer now. Love that. And uh, I was getting a lot of profile visits at that time because people were coming and visiting. So my idea was I'm going to post videos so that the rest of my videos get views and I'll get a K 
you know, like 10K, 11K views, and I can put that into a media kit and start monetizing my content. That was my idea. But uh, so I started posting a lot more reels, but surprisingly, every other video started going viral. Like I would get 2 million views, 3 million views, and my following went from 6,500 to 175,000 on Instagram alone in like in three months. That is wild. Yeah. It literally makes three. no sense. <laughs> just, just to, I want to give a perspective. So we're obviously in the game of content creation. Yes. And we kind of aim to go 1,000. And we're posting, you know, we have journalists, mm. we're posting 10, 12 times a day. And we go like probably 1K every day or two. Okay. And that's true. But like yours is... Uh, what's the word? Meteorostrophic? Like, it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, so I've had, like, now it's slowed down a little bit more. So I'm hoping for another scam call, but <laughs> it's slowed down. But on my, like, the peak has been 11,000 followers a day. So I've gained, uh, especially after the scam call, I went from 90,000. And I remember looking through my phone and just refreshing every couple of minutes. And I was gaining, like, 1,000. So I went from 90,000 to 170. It's oh. beyond me. I know. <laughs> what is your secret? That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> shareability it's the most important okay. um, I've noticed that and I think you you guys would notice it in, in your platforms as well videos like the more people share it Instagram promotes it across algorithms so now I look at shareability as a huge factor um, so if I think that okay not a lot of people will it, it doesn't mean they have to share it on their stories they just have to share it with their friend mm. and that itself can help so I think shareability is is a pretty big thing and also people are surprised that an Indian woman you know, talks so openly about dating and like getting cheated on and all of those things. So, yeah, I guess I guess they find some kind of comfort or relatability in that. This is the thing, because scrolling through your content, you do seem like a voice for Asian women because you're opening up uh, topics that people don't really talk about, mm -hmm. whether that's like difficulties in the workplace or dating. Um, yeah. Let's pick, let's say dating. Mm -hmm. uh, you said that people asked you to stop talking about dating at one point. Yes. What's that about? Uh, it's probably because... Uh, at that time, I was going through a couple of, you know, boy problems. So I was very open about it. And now when I talk about it with 175,000 followers, it's different. It's like, oh, she's shedding light on things. But if I'm, you know, talking about it, 6,500 followers, it looks like I'm oversharing. So mm. it's that attitude of nobody cares, like, just move on. And it would always come from guys, not women. Women loved it. They would ask me to share more. They would ask me to talk more. But it was always guys that would uh, say a lot of things. Like would they, would they say it publicly or DMs? They would tell it to my friends because, again, I was small at that time. So nobody would talk about me publicly. Uh, but, you know, my friends, like if I'm catching up with someone from university, they would be, they would tell me, oh, you were a topic, you know, when I met my boys last week and, God, they like really dislike you. And they would tell this to me on my face all the time. But, you know, it, it's good. I started posting reels because of them. But what do you think is irking them so much? Like, clearly, it's like striking a chord within them. What is yeah. it that is getting them? I think people are always projecting. So if I talk about, I actually heard you guys talk about splitting bills, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, so if I talk about that and I say it's it's really weird for a guy to ask me out on a date, you know, like chase me down, get me on a date, and then when the bill comes, you just like sit back. So you, you wanted my time and energy with no investment from your side. So when I talk about these things publicly, I feel like they know that they do the same thing and that triggers them. And they projected by saying, oh, God, she just she talks so much because they can't openly say yeah, I'm that kind of a person. So they project it through different ways. I think that I think that's what it is. That makes so much sense. Like they can't admit it to themselves that they fall under that category yes. of people. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on the fact that men, for example, feel that it's OK to project that on you? It's not OK, but I don't think they're aware of it. Like, 
because you know I I realize this uh, there are a lot of women like very pretty very successful women sometimes when I see them on Instagram I purposely look for faults in them like it's a toxic characteristic that I have I used to have and um, so I know that I do it to make myself feel better to make myself to make them you know feel less attainable or whatever it is and that's when I started realizing how much we project because they were wonderful women but sometimes I would look for those faults to feel better about myself so I know that other people are constantly doing that so I also get a lot of hate from women sometimes when I talk about dating and they call me <laughs> it's so funny but they've called me stuff like gold diggers and I'm just gold digger it, like it makes no sense but they say these things because they are not uh, confident in setting their you know standards up or they're not confident in raising the bar so they like to project that by calling me names but I get it it's we're always projecting Interesting. yeah another part of your social media journey is like you share your just work experiences and yeah. your profession and being a woman and being a brown woman at the same time mm-hmm. do you think that's important for people to see and what what does that instill within them at the same time Okay, so for me personally, I share my work. Um, mainly, one thing is to balance it out. Like I need to, because if I have someone calling me a gold digger, I need to show them. Listen, this, these are the things that I'm doing. Then why doing. am I here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's one aspect. But more than that, it's also for me to show that you can be successful in your career. You can be a career-driven woman, mm-hmm. like a woman, and still have bad dating experiences. That doesn't take away from me. That doesn't make me. less independent that doesn't make me less ambitious i am very ambitious but i also like talking about boys and i can do both at once i don't think a lot of people realize that that's why if you look at many successful women like ceo positions they hardly talk about dating and relationships because it feels they feel like if they talk about it then it brings their credibility down i just don't agree with it what i think is really special about your content is you also talk about your journey to confidence you mentioned yeah. uh, in a recent video you're talking about kind of like seeing interns and seeing their struggles yes. and now Uh, being relatable similar question to shares but do you think it's important to share those struggles yes it is because if when i was an intern if i had if i'd heard someone else talk about this you know like about how some interns are just so hard working but they're so quiet i would have been able to relate to it and stand up more in meetings and speak up more to this day i struggle in meetings to actually voice my opinion and i still preface every single idea i i have to pitch i start by saying okay this might be really dumb but like just hear me out and um, i see that and i also see whenever i've had interns come in a lot of them if they were like south asian or if they were indian uh, they would be very quiet in meetings and it's always i would have to take them out of a meeting and sit with them and ask what are your ideas and then they have lots of ideas they're the ones that are always willing to work late they're always the ones to uh, you know ask me okay what do you need So, but in meetings, they're the quietest ones. And I've always noticed that and thought, oh, this is so me. Like, this is exactly how I used to be. So I think it's important for us to talk about those, especially in the corporate world. Yeah, it's great. That is the most relatable thing you've ever said. I so get that because <laughs> mm-hmm. the whole like going into meetings and saying, okay, I, I might sound stupid, but mm-hmm. da, 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 like it's self-deprecating. And you know that it might be the best idea ever, but yeah. you're only saying that because you're shy at the same time. Exactly. And especially when you're so young and you're an intern and you're just like, you know, figuring out who you are in a professional mm-hmm. workspace, that can be scary. I see why you went viral. <laughs> you <know? laughs> it's the things you say. <laughs> it strikes Thank a chord. <laughs> so um, where would you say you're at now? Because you see people's struggles. You see the intern struggles. You talk about confidence. Mm-hmm. Are you the most confident you've ever been now? 
are you still working on stuff internally? Like, how would you, mm-hmm. where would you place yourself? I'm, I'm definitely nowhere close to being confident. I still, I struggle a lot with setting boundaries, especially in, in my workplace and stuff. Um, I still don't know how to say no. But the only difference is that now I know that I can, before I didn't. So before I never, I thought saying no was just not an option. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's going to hate me and, and all of that stuff. But now I know that, okay, I can say no. I just have to reach a stage where I have to actively um, practice it. But I'm aware, and I think that's the first step. It sounds like there's a journey to self-awareness, which is just amazing. Um, So just in case you're asking, uh, Twinkle Stanley does work. She's not a gold digger. (laughs) (laughs) And we want to play a quick game with you before you leave us. Okay. It's called Hot or Not, the Autumn Edition. We're just going to name some things. If you think they're hot, you can let us know. Okay. And if you think they're not, you press the buzzer. Oh, my God. You want to give her a go? Okay. Oh. Okay, Sweet. cool, got it. Okay. <laughs> Wake you up in the morning. Let's go. Okay, number one of the list. Pumpkin spice lattes. Hot. Okay. Literally, or you enjoy them? <laughs> On a scale of one to ten. Like, eight. Eight. It's a I'll good take yeah. I'll take it. Quiet luxury. Hot. Yeah. Right, always. Okay. Um, bold reds. Bold reds. Like a uh, monochromatic all red outfit. Hot. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Casey? Uh, low waist belts. Not. Right. Is anything? Mainly it's for my body type. I know women who have great body that like it looks good on them. It's just not for me. But like we're not in the 2000s anymore. Who made that decision to bring these <laughs> low... Um, no, those low-waist jeans is a big issue. That's another like yeah. story that yeah. we need to get into. Um, okay, oversized scarves. Like the ones that consume your whole body, look like a blanket. Why are you no. going out with it? Okay. okay. No. Not even for the cinema in Dubai? No. I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sheer clothing. Hot. Totally. Okay. <laughs> I can see why you... <laughs> Guess who wrote these? <laughs> Long black coats, like trench coats. Not. Really? Yeah, I mean, they're, it's not hot. They're, they're basic. But you will be hot wearing them in Dubai. Yeah, th- that's true. <laughs> Bright colored tights. No. Okay, okay. <laughs> Floral dresses. If they have a good neckline, it's hot. Okay, I see what you're saying. I yeah. absolutely agree. Um, Twinkle Stanley, thank you for bringing your relatable and much needed dose, dose of fresh energy mm-hmm. to Dubai's content scene. Uh, we love it and we know that people do too. So thank you for your time this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Thank Not you. at all, guys. That is all we have time for on this Wednesday morning. We're back with you tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from you.